Free agency continues and some more big names come off the board. We've got that plus teams that got better, teams that maybe didn't get better. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And happy Friday, everybody. We've made it through another week. Welcome to the Locked On NHL podcast. I'm Gil Martin. You can find me on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. And with me every Friday, Rachel Donner. You can find her on Twitter at RMiriam. And Rachel, uh, uh, another Friday show here and, and a busy week in the NHL. It's been a little bonkers with free agency the last couple of days. Definitely some surprises to talk about, as well as I think some teams that really did some good work over the last couple of days. No question about that. And before we get to that, just want to thank everyone for making Locked On NHL your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. The big news overnight, uh, Andre Palat going to the Devils, and uh, that's a, a five-year deal for Palat. And your thoughts on, on that signing, one of the last few big names coming off the board? Yeah, I think it, it's a good deal for the Devils. He is a little older, so you know the term at the last couple of years of the contract might be a problem for them. But I don't think that timing is bad at all for the Devils because I think that you know they will utilize his skills, obviously, and it's good to balance all the youth that they have with a veteran who has a lot of success that he can bring to the table into that locker room. Yeah, I think that's a big key. When when you've got a lot of young talent and the Devils, for better or for worse, have been drafting near the beginning of the draft for several years now and stockpiling. Gotten real lucky with that lottery, let's <laughs> they say. They have done well in the lottery, yes. Uh, but, but they've been stockpiling some young talent. And then to bring on a guy like Palat, who has won some Stanley Cups, who knows what it takes to – consistently win in the NHL. I think that's a good thing to add to that locker room. I think so too. And they've, you know, really worked hard to make this a well-rounded organization and uh, bringing in Andrew Burnett as an associate coach from Florida, uh, Jack Adams nominee who did not get re-upped by the Florida Panthers. I think that it'll be a really good situation for everybody going into next season. Yeah, definitely sort of a team to keep your eye on. Now, uh, some brotherly activity going on. Dylan Strom, Ryan Strom finding new homes. Uh, Your thoughts on the Strom brothers? I think Ryan Strom to the Ducks is a really good deal because the Ducks are one of the teams with the largest amount of cap space going into free agency. They still, I think, have the largest amount of cap space remaining. And so Ryan Strom was going to get paid there because they had the room to do it and he could you know, get the kind of contract that he wanted. And I think 
that'll help the ducks as they move toward the future. I think, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there to build something new and different. And Ryan Strom will add to that. Yeah. And, and I like Strom, especially his passing ability. I mean, he really knows how to set up his teammates and, and I think he'll add something to the mix there as far as, you know, getting his 35, 40, 50, even assists if he's in the right place with the right people. So That'll definitely help the Ducks. Uh, and how about Dylan? Yeah, he signed with the Caps on a one-year deal, $3.5 million for that one. And I think that's actually a really good situation because the Caps, I think, you know, we've been talking about them for the last several years of them kind of aging or, you know, needing to just have a few more little pieces to get to be as competitive as they were when they won the cup. And I, I think that Dylan Strom is a perfect complement to what they already have going with some of the younger players they have, as well as the vets. And so I am very glad that two of the three Stroms at least have found <laughs> a new home. Two out of three ain't bad when it comes to Stroms, I guess. Uh, the Maple Leafs making a, a couple of moves also. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, they picked up uh, Jordy Ben and Victor Mate on really cheap contracts uh, to shore up their roster defensively, get some depth guys in there and a really good cost. And those guys, again, you know, there's some issues with both of them. Don't get me wrong, but I think in the roles that they will play with the Leafs organization, I think that was really smart of them to do because that sort of reputationally they've suffered defensively and and they could score the goals, but they couldn't prevent the goals. And so having extra resources defensively is never a bad thing for them. No, no question about that. It's something they, they've certainly needed to address, and uh, we'll see how that works out. Still, I so- do want to mention one other free yeah. agent that's just a personal thing Go that made it. me happy. Uh, Spencer Fu was signed by the Vegas Golden Knights organization, and he has been playing uh, in Kunlun in China. And uh, was on the Chinese Olympic team. And so when I did the Olympic coverage on Locked On NHL, I watched a lot of his play and games. And I'm really happy he got a contract to come back here. Yeah, that, that should be interesting to see how that goes. And, and he, he stood out. In, in I mean, he, it could be minor league. It doesn't matter yeah. to me. I, I'm just happy he got to come back over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Still some, some names out there. Rachel, who do you think are some of the biggest names out there and any thoughts about where they may end up? You know, I think obviously the big name that's still out there is Nazem Kadri. Uh, the guys talked about potential destinations for him on yesterday's show uh, again, because, you know, we've been waiting all this time. I, I think he really is taking his time and there's a risk to that, obviously, with teams not having the cap space for him. But Uh, He knows that he can command a a good, solid deal no matter where he goes. And uh, they talked about the Ducks as a potential home for him on yesterday's show. All that cap space, yeah. All that cap space so he can get paid. And again, with some of those young players they have, uh, I I don't think it's a terrible idea. I think that, you know, Kadri at least could walk away having a Stanley Cup already. 
that he doesn't feel that urgency that he can be part of something building toward a cup at this point and get paid at the same time. And it's less pressure overall. So I really don't hate that idea at all, honestly. Yeah, that that could be a win-win. I mean, I know that he's been talking on and off still with Colorado uh, about Mm -hmm. returning there. That was another possibility that I've heard bandied about. And that would make sense in a different way. Yeah, I I think so. I think, you know, Colorado is doing their best to try and stay at that level to be able to contend again. And Kadri was a huge part of their success. And if they can make it work, uh, I think it would be good for him as well. And then uh, John Klingberg still out there, uh, probably leading the group of defensemen. There's still some other big names on defense out there. P.K. Subban, although a little past his prime. Uh, but your thoughts on Klingberg, where he might be? Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think that's a, a big question mark for me. Uh, I I know that it's been sort of rumored that Dallas would be trading him like for the last year and a half. And the fact that they didn't uh, in the end is kind of brutal. Uh, So I don't know where he'll end up. He is still a sort of a prize among the defensemen. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. And certainly we will have complete coverage of it on locked on NHL. When the news breaks, We have got a lot more to get to. We're going to talk about some of the teams that really did seem to improve themselves over the course of free agency and, of course, some of the teams that maybe have not done that, uh, as you and I, Rachel, are pretty familiar with, (laughs) unfortunately. Uh, But first, Rachel, uh, why don't you talk to us about our friends at BetOnline? BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including Major League Baseball and everything you need to know leading up to next year's NFL season, the NBA season and the NHL. BetOnline is your continued source for all your wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports and more. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news all year long. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, tennis, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device. You'll learn more about all the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So... Let's talk about some of the teams that that really did seem to improve themselves. And and before we get to that, though, wanted to mention and sort of as a segue, the Senators re-signing Josh Norris, eight years, $63.6 million. And I, I think when you look at teams that improve themselves, Ottawa's got to be on that list. Yeah, I often debate about free agency in the NHL. Is it harder to get better in free agency or is it harder to stay good utilizing free agency? And I think staying good is much harder as I think there were more teams that really took significant steps forward in this free agency. Ottawa is definitely one of them. Uh, I think that, you know, they were able to get Connor Brown off the books for a second round pick which is a real solid return. They signed Claude Giroux to a three-year deal, which uh, I think I'm 
because of that time he spent in Florida, I think it's okay now for me okay, to talk okay. about <laughs> just from a, a emotional standpoint as a Flyers fan. But I think it's really good for him. And if he's happy, like, that's great. Um, I think that they were just able to do some incredible work over the last several days. And uh, I'm super impressed. Yeah, and then of course the trade for Alex Debrinkit to start everything mm-hmm. off. Things, things, all of a sudden, you know, one of the things you definitely can do in free agency uh, and in the off season in general, you can create optimism, you can create buzz, and it's been a while since the Senators have had this kind of buzz surrounding the franchise. So uh, definitely optimism and excitement among senators fans and it may take a little while for these new pieces to gel but the talent level on this roster certainly has gone up significantly yeah i just think about kind of the offense that they're going to have and um one of the things that that claude Giroux is so good at like not only does he have excellent vision but he's a beast in the face-off circle and i think that's going to help And in terms of supporting the other offensive firepower that Ottawa is putting together. And I I think there's just going to be some really good, I I think, progress as far as uh, Ottawa being competitive in every single game. Yeah, I I think so, too. And, you know, Dabrinkit, I can I can see Dabrinkit possibly even hitting 50 goals if Giroux is on his line setting him up. Oh, and if they're on the power play unit together, yes. forget it. Absolutely yes. forget it. Little extra time, little extra space. Yeah, yeah. I could see that being quite a dangerous and dynamic duo. Uh, any other teams that you think belong near the top of the list of improved so far this offseason? I really think the Detroit Red Wings uh, are one of those teams for me. And, you know, if you would have asked me before the draft and free agency who would do really well, I would have said the Red Wings just because Steve Iserman is so good at what he does that. uh, And you've seen kind of what his plan has been over the last year and where they were going with this team. And so I think they did really well in free agency, picked up Andrew Kopp uh, five years for 5.625 million. Uh, ben Sherratt, I think that deal, a little long, four years, 4.75 million. But uh, I think the upside of Ben Sherratt is worth it if you put it into context of everything else, right? Because they also picked up David uh, Perron for right. a two-year deal, uh, Kubalik as well. And uh, they have so many young players on that team, obviously like two guys competing uh, for Calder consideration this past year. Uh, Moritz Sider is one of my favorite players in the league overall. I just think they are going to be one of the most fun teams to watch next season. I think so too. Now, how about Columbus? Do you think they fit into teams that, you know, took a, a nice step forward over this off season? I mean, you can't <laughs> avoid it, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, with yeah. them managing to snag Johnny Goudreau and um, it's a pretty good contract for them overall. And Columbus, one of those teams with the cap space to do it. 
And, um, you know, I think before that happened, you could kind of look at them and say that Good Branson deal for years at four million was a bit of an overpay. But, you know, right handed defensemen are worth a premium. And sometimes you, you have to overpay a, a little bit for a guy like that. But in addition to picking up Goudreau and Gubernson, they got both of their uh, top draft picks locked up for ELCs and uh, David Yerichek being the top one of them. And he's been lighting it up in their development camp, which has been a lot of fun to watch. And I think that they do have some cap space to work with right now. Mm-hmm. And it is possible for them to keep Patrick Line. And that is going to be huge. It's going to be huge for them, but I think it was worth them making the deal for Goudreau and then trying to make that part of it work later. Oh, I think you just don't pass up that kind of opportunity, Chuck Fletcher. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. But I, I do think that, um, yeah, they've they've done a real good job. Um, definite stick taps to Yarmo. How about the Carolina Hurricanes uh, making a, a few good moves here? I mean, Andre Casse, Brent Burns, Max Pacioretty. Uh, your your thoughts on the who team. they got for free? Yeah, for nothing. I mean, I mean that's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, I think that uh, they're obviously a team that's been on the precipice for a couple of years now and just haven't been able to take that final step to get to the Stanley cup final. And I think Max Pacioretty is an amazing addition to that roster. I think that uh, they really needed just a few more goals and he's a guy that can provide it. I think getting Brent Burns uh, is, you know, it's a risk, but I think it's a good risk for them, especially because of, again, the rest of the roster around him. And he's a great leader. So yes. I, I think that will help them as well. And, you know, you're not getting Norris Trophy winner Brent Burns anymore, but that doesn't mean sure. he still can't be a great addition to the team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll he'll still give you a good number of points and move the puck really well and help out on the power play. And maybe he's not playing 28 minutes a night anymore, but he'll give you a heck of a good 24. Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. And uh, yeah, the Metro is looking pretty scary. Yeah, you <laughs> notice that too. It's it's, uh, it, it's looking like a lot of teams in our division got better, but our teams, well, not yet anyway, not so much. But we will talk about that, some of the teams that maybe have not help themselves a lot during this very busy off season. So uh, free agency uh, and trades, what, what some teams go up, some teams either flatlining or, or, or going down. We'll talk about that and more coming up on this episode of the locked on NHL podcast. So Rachel, uh, you cover the flyers. I cover the Islanders. Oh, Gil. I know. I know. Our team missed out on uh, Johnny Goudreau and haven't done much, really, at this point. Your your thoughts on some of the teams that are kind of not helping themselves a lot. Let's start with the Flyers. Let's start in your wheelhouse. Rip that Band-Aid off. Yeah, Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. 
so if you want the full rant uh, about it, obviously uh, tune into Locked On Flyers, especially Thursday's show where uh, Russ Cohen and I get into it pretty good on that front. But I, th- I think the upshot is that Chuck Fletcher said from six months ago and going into this offseason, the mantra was aggressive retool. And that meant going for it. And one of the big things he has talked about over and over again over the last year and a half is needing more goal scoring and needing more dynamic play on the forward line. And then when it came to free agency, he acted like the team was in a rebuild. And he he was trying to do this middle ground thing that didn't work. So he was using a strategy that wasn't matching up with what he was saying about the strategy, even though I would say conventional thought outside of Chuck Fletcher was that a rebuild was the way to go. But if you're going to do aggressive retool, you have to do it. And he did not actually do that. And so I think that's what Flyers fans are the most angry about is that not only did he not pick the right strategy, but then he didn't stick to his own strategy. And then it just turned into a mess And so when your entire free agency is saying you were never in on Johnny Goudreau, who grew up a Flyers fan, said he wanted to play here. We've known when his contract was going to be up with the Flames from the beginning, when he originally signed with Calgary, this this franchise could have planned for that. Chuck Fletcher did nothing to create the cap space and locked up $10 million a year in Tony D'Angelo and Rasmus Ristolainen. And that is where I think people are rightfully upset about the management of of this team. And then you end up with a four-year deal for Nick Delorier, who's going to be a fourth-line plug, and, you know, re-signing Justin Braun, which, sure, that's fine. Um, Having him as a third-line defenseman, that's he does great at that role, and I, I have no problem with that. But, man, it is... It is hard times in Flyers land right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and you sort of combine that with the fact that you're watching teams in the division get better. Columbus certainly getting better. Uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh retains Latang and Malkin. Uh, Carolina, as we talked about, getting better. Uh, yeah, Devils it, got better. The Devils it, got better and have all that young talent in the pipeline. So, yeah. They're, they're Flyers could legitimately be last in the division mm. easily, easily next season. It's going to, depending on what the Devils put in goal, yeah, it, it's going to be uh, going to be interesting. And my Islanders also missing out on Johnny Goudreau. And, and yeah, I, I like the Alexander Romanov trade, but that goal scorer remains very elusive and the Islanders need it. They're not going to go to that next level, get back to being contenders if they don't add at least a, a bonafide 30 goal scorer. We'll see if Lou Lamorello has a trade up his sleeve. I mean, one thing that both the Islanders and the Flyers are dealing with is cap issues to a certain extent. Yeah, the Flyers are completely trapped right now, um, even though they could have likely made cap space could still make cap space by trading away some assets. They would just have to add sweeteners to the deal. And Chuck Fletcher wasn't willing to do that apparently, because again, 
halfway between a rebuild and a retool. Yeah, in limbo, doing a little bit of both and a lot of neither. So yeah, it it sort of uh, becomes a struggle. How about the Flames? Where how big of a loss is Johnny Goudreau? And then you know the other question, I guess, that is the follow up is what happens with Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there seems to be less incentive for him to stay around beyond the end of his contract. And that's going to be real tough for them, especially because they haven't really kind of replaced what they've lost in this season. And they kind of stalled out in the playoffs in a way that I think was pretty unexpected. Now, could they call an audible and go for Nazem Kadri? Maybe. Uh, and I, I certainly think that would help create incentive for for other guys to want to go there. But I think they are in a really tough spot because like there was nothing that their GM could have done. I think you know, Johnny Goudreau was going to go. And it, like when you get to that point and there's nothing more that you that you could do. I, I don't really fault him. I, I got to say, but no. they did practically take a step backwards. Yeah, no no question about that. Any other teams that you feel belong on this took a step backwards list so far? Oh, I mean, Vegas, obviously. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Ha- having to give Max Pacioretty for free to get to the cap ceiling is not a good look. Um, obviously, they weren't wrong in signing Jack Eichel for that no. deal, but it does have implications. And so, you know, they had to retry that Dadnoff deal, which they did. And, you know, they had to kind of trade guys to get lesser return than they might have because other teams knew they were in that bind. So I really don't think Vegas is going to be as competitive as you might think, even with you know, the roster that they do have on that team. And and when you think about it, uh, you know, Vegas started off so well. They they drafted to in the expansion draft to win right away, made some moves to be competitive. But now we may be seeing sort of the, the downside of that strategy when, yeah, they got to the cup final, didn't win it. And now the decline may be starting. Yeah, and they you know they still have to clear some more cap space in this offseason. So I would not be surprised if they did not make the playoffs again this season. Yeah, gonna be uh interesting interesting year. See what happens in Las Vegas. Well, that is gonna do it for this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Rachel, thank you as always. Always great to do the Friday show uh with you and uh We will be back on Monday and throughout the week with more of the best stories from around the National Hockey League. I'm Gil Martin. She's Rachel Donner. Thanks for watching and listening to the Locked On NHL podcast.